0: Welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. Oh, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. My name is Jennifer Beltop, and I am your host. This podcast is dedicated to sharing stories, thoughts, and ideas so that we can recognize and realize that we are not alone. We are all in this together, and this is a podcast just for you. Not only is it a podcast, there is also a corresponding community space. I would love to have you come on by and say hello. You can find the link to it at my website, JenniferBeltoff.com, and it is also linked below. Now, let's jump in to today's episode. I am really excited for today's episode because I am recording this on June 18th, which is my mom's birthday. And sadly, she is not here with us, but I know she is watching down, smiling on everything that we are doing and is so proud of the way we are showing up in the world, the way we are loving each other, the way we are trying new things and just putting ourselves out there and connecting and living. And so for this episode, I really want to celebrate her and celebrate some of the things that she taught me during those 35 years that we got to spend together. But before we dive into that, I want to do something a little bit special. Since she isn't here with us, I am going to use my Oracle cards to pull a message from her. And this is a message for all of us. And maybe you've never met my mom, maybe you have no idea who she is, but this message is still for you. So, the deck I am using is the Daily Guidance from Your Angels Oracle cards from Doreen Virtue. And I love using oracle cards because I do find them to just be the message that I need to hear. Maybe it's one that I don't know I need, but it hits me right in the heart and it says, Wake up, listen, this is what you need to hear today. And so, the message from my mom as I pull these cards, oh, this is so perfect, is life purpose. And the card says, the purpose of your life is to serve in a way that brings great joy to yourself and others. Don't worry about finding your purpose. Instead, focus upon serving a purpose, and then your purpose will serve you. And just take that in. Don't worry about finding your purpose. Instead, focus on serving a purpose and then it will serve you. Mm, And why this is so perfect is growing up, I remember always asking myself the question, what am I here for? Why am I here? There has to be something bigger than this for me and that this that I was talking about, the at the time was probably just being out and riding my bicycle through the town or standing in my driveway, shooting basketballs, you know, just living life. And I always felt that there had to be something more, that I was put on this earth for a reason, but I could never really pinpoint what that reason was. Have you felt that? Have you felt that like, you know, there's more out there, but you don't know what that more is? And it's amazing because we think that we have to have our purpose fit into a label or fit into a particular box or be something that we can really define and confine. But no, that's not it at all. Oh, it's not, it's not it. Really, it just means that we need to tune in, to listen to our own intuition, our own natural desires, what it is we're drawn to, what it is we really want to do. What are your talents? What are your passions? What brings you joy just for the sake of bringing you joy? Because whatever you do that brings you joy, in turn, brings joy naturally to others without trying to make it into something or be something. It just is. And our life purpose, it doesn't need to be defined. It doesn't need to be pinpointed. It's this process. It's not a category. And we can really just lean into it. So today, on my mom's birthday, I invite you to lean into what could be your purpose. To lean into whatever those natural talents are for you. And for me, it's writing. That is definitely a natural talent. And I always used to think because it came easy that it couldn't be a talent, that my talent had to be something that I had to struggle through, that I really had to be in the grind with. But no, and it brings me joy. And in sharing my writing, it brings joy to others. It's that simple. So don't think that it has to be this big, crazy, wild thing. It can just be whatever it is that comes natural to you, is your purpose. So think about that today. Lean into it and celebrate whatever your purpose is. And today on my mom's birthday, I wanted to share with you guys some of the things she taught me during the 35 years that we got to spend together. And there's so much, but I'm just going to share a little bit here today. And the first one, and I can say that I think My brothers also learned this from her as well, is a love for music. My mom was incredibly passionate about music. The majority of the time when you went into the house, music was playing, and I loved that. It gave the house a certain energy, a certain buzz. It felt good. I grew up listening to Bob Seger, Against the Wind, The Eagles, Eric Clapton, Van Morrison. I have playlists now on my Spotify today with all of these artists. And it brings me joy to listen to them. Whenever I'm out riding my bike, going for a run, music is playing. If I'm cooking in the kitchen, a thousand percent music is playing. And most likely it turns into a spontaneous dance party. I try to get Dustin involved. Sometimes he will, sometimes not. But it's it's a feel good kind of thing. and. I know all the words to the songs. Listening to even those songs that my mom used to play brings me joy today. And it makes me happy to hear them. It brings back memories of being at home with her. One year for Christmas, my dad got her, I'm not even sure what you would call it, a sound system, possibly a music machine. I don't know. But it was one of those machines that had like all the options that you could use to play music in like one tower. And then you could take your two speakers and move them wherever you wanted in the room. As far as the cord would take you, of course. That was not the day of wireless bringing it wherever you wanted to go. And we had a tiny living room, but still we had the ability to put like one speaker at one side of the room and the other at another side of the room. And that was so super cool at the time it had the option where you can put in multiple CDs so you didn't have to just listen to one and then go out and change it. It would automatically switch for you. Way cool, way high tech. There was two tape decks. Yes, it still had a tape deck and also a record player. Hmm, she didn't really use the record player, but thinking now about that record player, it reminds me of my grandpa. He had a record player in his breezeway And if you don't know what a breezeway is, because I'm sure many don't, it is almost, I'm going to explain it this way, maybe it's wrong, but it's the room between the house and the garage. But his breezeway was like a total full room. He had his television in there, his chairs. That was basically the place where you would always find him hanging out. And he had his record player in there and he would play Tony Bennett many times being in that house we would hear his records and so i wonder that could actually be where my mom got her love of music was because of my grandpa my mom and dad took me to my very first concert it was eric clapton and friends the friends i believe i own there was a bunch that played along with him but i do remember mary j blige and Sheryl Crow. It was a very eclectic crew for Eric Clapton. I was actually surprised by who was playing with him. But it was the very first time that I listened to live music. We drove. I was piled in my car with my brothers and a couple of friends, a couple of their friends. My parents went along with my aunts and uncles. And we drove to the train station, and we took the train from Secaucus over to Madison Square Garden. And walking even just into that arena in a concert-type setting, which I have never been to, was powerful and amazing. And then to hear each artist play their songs on stage and watch the audience interact with it and feel like all the feelings that I felt when I listened to music and then doing it collectively like that was incredible. It absolutely made me fall in love with live music and going to shows and concerts and seeing bands play. There's nothing like it. Love listening to their music at home, but being with them live in person. Oh my goodness. Amazing. 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 After that, We had gone to many concerts together, mostly Jack Johnson. That became our go-to family concert. And so many incredible memories of watching Jack Johnson play, being with my family. We traveled um, down to Camden in New Jersey to see him. And then also we got many times to the PNC Art Center around here. He also played in Madison Square Garden, so we went back to see him there. And just phenomenal. So, so great to experience live music together. And I love that my mom instilled that in all of us. I love that we each hold on to that. Live music has definitely become something for us that we hold dear. And I know I can probably speak for my brothers when I say this, but we all think of my mom when we're listening to music and the love that she instilled in us for it. So that is number one, a love for live music, love for music in general, not only live. The second thing that my mom always showed each of us and taught me and I hold so deep in my heart is that it's the thoughtful things that matter. She was never really into anything fancy. You know, she wore costume jewelry. She shopped at TJ Maxx and Marshall's. She never wanted a fancy purse, a fancy car, a fancy vacation. She really just treasured, absolutely treasured the thoughtful things. And she would also give the most thoughtful gifts. She listened to what you said, absolutely listened to what you said and heard it and took it in, possibly even jotted it down in a notebook so she wouldn't forget. And this was good and also bad because growing up, if you said you loved something, so for example, if I said, I love having Cheerios for breakfast, she would buy Cheerios until the end of time, until you were totally sick of it and had to say, Mom, enough with the Cheerios. I need something else for breakfast. But she just thought you loved it. So she wanted to give you what you loved and would continue to buy it for you. And I love that about her because she was really just so caring and thoughtful. And a funny one, this happened with my brother, Brian. At the time, he was trying out gluten-free and he was really into Chex cereal, loving the Czech cereal. And of course, my mom took notice of this and she wanted to support what he was doing. She wanted to give him something that he loved. And so for Christmas this year, we're opening up our gifts. And what does Brian open? But a huge box filled with every single flavor of Czech cereal there was, because my mom just knew he loved it. (laughs) And just so funny that she would give him Czech cereal for Christmas. But In her mind, in her heart, it was the most thoughtful gift. And it was so incredibly thoughtful. One of the things my mom had done for all of her grandkids was to make them scrapbooks. And she put so much time and thought and effort into each of them. She would print out all of these photos that she took of the time they spent together Photos that my brothers had of them. And she had like stacks and stacks of scrapbooking material. In fact, I even have a ton of it now because she had so much. And whenever the kids come over here for sleepovers, my nieces and nephews, I pull that stuff out and they make their own scrapbooks of just pictures from the memories that we had together. And that was totally inspired. By my mom. And I love that she would make these books for them because they were so sweet and filled with all the memories that were made during their time together. Another thing my mom did for me was I used to write on my blog a lot, you know, pretty often. And she printed out every single post I had ever written and each year would turn them into a scrapbook that she would give to me on my birthday every post printed out with all these different embellishments and quotes and different colors and theming it based upon what i was sharing in my writing and how incredible for her to take that time to glue all of that together to, to just The time, to really take the time to do that and be so thoughtful about it. Those books were amazing and incredible, and I treasure them so much. And it wasn't even just about the things that she gave you, but she was just there, you know, showing up at my doorstep with soup when I was sick. Thoughtful, absolutely thoughtful. I mean, if there's one word to describe my mom, thoughtful is it for sure. So that's the second thing that my mom really taught me is that it's the thoughtful things that matter the most. Now, the third one I want to share with you sort of rolls in from the last one, and it is that family is everything. Like I was saying, she didn't want the fancy things, the vacation, the car, the clothes. No, she just wanted time with us. She wanted us to create memories. She wanted us to be together, to have barbecues in the backyard, to laugh with one another, to go on vacation with each other. With my brother's kids, she was the first one to say, hey, 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 I'll babysit. My dad might have had some plans with the Elks that they had to do. And she would say, nope, sorry, can't go there. I need to babysit. She loved, loved, loved her time with those grandkids, she was happy to take them, filled with the utmost pure joy and would always say thank you to my brothers for letting her spend time with them. And it was more they, they were grateful that she was willing to take them so they could have some time. But for her, it just filled her up with everything, absolutely everything. She would bring us together for our birthdays, to cook us our favorite meal, whatever it was. She was willing to to make it for us. And we took family vacations growing up every year to the Jersey Shore. The best of memories are made when we were down in the shore together. Even when we couldn't find a house that would fit us as we were. I have three brothers and then it was my parents and I. Because they had. Looked a little too late to find a house, and so almost everything was sold out. And so they found this tiny house that was sort of like someone's back house, and there was only, gosh, if I remember, I feel like it might have been one, maybe two bedrooms. But I do remember that my parents that summer, that we were down vacationing there, they slept on the pullout couch. In the living room, because as kids, we would go to bed early, so they wanted space for them to hang out and at night, but a catch-22, because we wake up earlier than them in the morning. And from the one bedroom, you had to, like squeeze in between the couch to be able to try to get yourself into the kitchen, towards the bathroom. And gosh, how many times we probably climbed on them to try to get to the bathroom. But all that didn't matter to my mom she it didn't bother her she just loved that we were down the beach together having another family vacation creating memories and we actually coined that house the house from hell (laughs) even I mean great memories made but so tiny and today when we talk about it we laugh about it because it was just fun so much fun so that is the third that family is absolutely everything And the fourth thing that my mom really drove home is how it's important to show up. To show up for the sporting events, the dance recitals, the marathons. To show up for when you're taking a chance on your dreams and trying something new. She was always, always, always there cheering us on. When I was in grammar school, maybe a little older, I was on the rec basketball team. Well, let me tell you, I was awful, awful at basketball at the time. I gotten better since then, <laughs> but in rec, terrible, terrified of the ball practically, like did not want anything to do with it. I would just run up and down the court, hoping, praying, no one threw me the ball. But every game, there she was in the stands, cheering me on with as much enthusiasm if I was the star player. And it didn't matter to her that I wasn't good. It didn't mean because I wasn't good, she wasn't going to show up. No, she was there. She was watching. When I was training for the New York Marathon the very first time, I have never seen her more proud of me than in that moment. So, so proud. She was more excited than I was to tell people that I was training. And she ventured through that city seeing me in many different spots with a whole slew of other family and friends to watch. And she had the biggest, biggest smile on her face, cheering the loudest and just the the pride that she showed. I still feel it in my heart today. When I received the Woman of the Year Award in high school for I don't even know what, when I look back on it now, she was there. She brought me to the luncheon. She sat with me. She cheered me on. But it was not these big moments that she was only there for. She was there for all the small ones too. When I needed help moving, she was the first person to show up. When I was in my new apartment by myself, she was there helping me figure out where to put things. Always, always there. She was an ear willing to listen to any of my problems trying to help me figure out What I should do next. And she was also there to tell you the corniest joke that she heard because those were her absolute favorite. (laughs) Love the corny jokes. She was there for all of it the good, the bad, the ups, the downs. And she really instilled in me that you have to show up. Even when it's uncomfortable, you have to show up. When we were younger, we were down on an Elks convention. And gosh, I don't remember how young I was, but I would say maybe middle school, maybe earlier than that. And one of the friends that were there, the father passed away while we were there. And me and my friend were thinking, oh my gosh, I have no idea. What do we say to her? What do we say? And my mom, she's like, it it doesn't matter what you say. It just matters that you're there. Even then, like at a very young age, she was showing us like, you just need to be there. You don't have to say the perfect thing. You don't have to do the perfect thing. You don't have to have this magical, special wand to make anything better. No, you just need to be there. And that's with everything in life. Like we just want people to be there for us. We don't want to do it alone. huge reason why I did this podcast, because I don't want to go through life alone. I want to do it with you. I want us to be in this journey together, supporting one another, being with one another, cheering each other on, holding each other's hands when the time is hard. And when we don't know what to say, just being there, sitting with each other. That's really the best thing we could ever, ever do. And so that was a big one. My mom taught me that it's important to show up, to show up no matter what. The next thing my mom taught me and completely instilled in me, and my brothers didn't get this, but I did, (laughs) is a love for crafting. Oh, goodness, love, love, love crafting. We did it growing up all the time. We did it even when I was older and just absolutely had the best times, so many great memories, and crafting looked like so many different things. It was from making chocolate-covered pretzels that I could give out as gifts during the holidays to us going to Sanibel Island on vacation with two of my aunts and finding the incredible shells. My mom was a huge shell collector, loved, loved, loved collecting shells. That's something, too, I've gotten from her. I also love collecting shells, have them everywhere in my home. And I don't know if you've ever been to Sanibel Island, but if you are a shell collector, I highly recommend you take the trip there because you find the most beautiful shells and tons of them. It was such a fabulous trip. And we spent hours just walking up and down that beach and collecting a lot of shells. So many, and we had to find creative ways to get them home. And again, if you're traveling, a tip, what we did was we packed our shells in like puffed cereal so that when we were flying with it, they wouldn't crack. And also in between sandwich bread. So in case you, you know, need a way to get your shells home, that is a little tip. But then now she had tons of shells. What What is she going to do with all of them? And of course, she came up with this genius idea because she loved, loved, loved Christmas. That was to take the shells and make ornaments out of them. So cool. And we spent an entire night crafting making all of these ornaments out of these shells. And she found the, the coolest designs on Pinterest where you can like put certain shells together so they look like an angel or like putting something inside of a shell to make um, like a little snowman. Super cool and we had enough shells crazy enough to fill her entire christmas tree with those shell ornaments and it was so oh, much fun we loved it and when it came to crafting with her nothing was ever too precious the supplies were like oh no no don't use that don't don't use that no i was like i have it use it take advantage of it and i love that mentality because I can feel sometimes I'm like, oh, no, no, maybe I need to hold on to this. And then I think of my mom and I'm like, no, like, what am I holding on to this for? Like, why? Is it just going to sit on my shelf and collect dust? If my nieces and nephews want to use it, yes, please use it. Go ahead. Create something with it. Do something with it. Use your imagination. And again, her favorite, crafting with the grandkids all the time. But she definitely instilled that love for crafting that I carry with me today (laughs) for sure I have an entire closet filled with all sorts of crafting supplies and it brings me joy and it always makes me think of her and I treasure the things that we did together and the way that you can take the simplest of materials like things that you find like shelves and totally turn them into something else amazing So yes, that was another thing my mom taught me was this love for crafting. And one thing, I just want to go back to the music because it just jotted a memory in my head. Another thing my mom always did with music was to make playlists. She, in fact, might be the only person that I know who has a playlist for the 4th of July filled with patriotic music because that, again, was another one of her favorite holidays. And each year she would take out that playlist, her CD, and play her patriotic music. And now even when there's like fireworks going on on the 4th of July and I hear some of those songs, some of those songs, I think of her. Uh, It's the little things, right? Those tiny little things that do matter. All right. Now the last thing, and again, I could probably go on and on and on, but (laughs) be conscious of time the last thing that my mom really instilled in me and taught me is taking initiative and doing it yourself. And she did this in so many ways. And it blew my mind a lot of times because she figured it out. And it wasn't back in the day where you easily were accessing accessing YouTube and kind of having YouTube, walk you through how to do everything. I don't know how she figured out how to do half of these things or where she learned them or how she even knew or had the courage to try. But even when it came to like with the car, changing her windshield wiper blades, checking the oil, knowing how to jump a car, she could do all that. And she taught me how to do it. It wasn't my dad, it was her. She was the one saying, come here, come on, you have to do this. You have to make sure your car's running good. You have to make sure you get that oil change. She would be the one who wanted to remove the paint around the window frame. And I don't know if you've ever done this. It's a tedious process. You have to have a heat gun and a scraper and some, I don't even know, some kind of formula thing that you wipe on there so that you can scrape the paint off. And she would sit there and do it and take the time. When she put her mind to something, she made it happen. And she figured out how to do it. She would fix the leaky toilet in the house. She would be out there mowing the lawn. She would replace um, like the wiring inside of a lamp if it didn't work. No, no idea how she knew how to do any of this. But she did. And she was determined. And she wasn't going to wait around for someone else to do it for her. She was taking that initiative and she was doing it and getting it done. Even when it came to painting in my room when I was a kid, it wasn't that we we're going to call someone in to do it. It was like, nope, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And here's how we do it. Here's how you tape off the window so that you don't get the, the paint on there. Here's how you tape off the frame, everything. Here's how you actually roll the paint. She was the one to teach me all of these skills. And it was just so inspiring and amazing to watch her do all these things. And again, you know, maybe they weren't all done perfect, but she was doing it. She was showing up. She was figuring it out. She was really present and really driven in those ways where she wanted, if she wanted to get something done, she was going to find a way to get it done. I wish I had a little bit more of that in me because there's things I want to get done. And then I get a bit lazy. But no, she wasn't lazy about it. She was doing it. Even if it was the most tedious of projects, she was out there doing it. And that's so inspiring to see. And it really has inspired me not to wait around if something needs to be done. You know, if something is heavy and it needs to be lifted, I figure out a way how to do it. I wanted to move my couch downstairs, but it was just me and it's a big couch. How am I going to, to shift it? How am I going to move it? And I found a way. I figured it out. And I think that was instilled in me by my mom, where you're not going to wait for some guy to come make it happen for you. You're not going to wait for someone to come here and help you. You're going to do it. You're going to make it happen. And so that is the last one that I wanted to share with you today is how she really taught me about taking initiative and doing it yourself. Huge, absolutely huge. So thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share some of the things that my mom taught me and I hope that they inspired you. And again, remember the card that we pulled in the beginning, life purpose. And about going after that purpose and not worrying about money or your career or if you're on the right path, but doing what brings you joy and knowing that's all a part of your life purpose and taking you where you want to go. And so I know that I always leave you with a little writing prompt, so I'm going to take the inspiration from this card and I want you to think about what you're doing right now that's a part of your life purpose. What actions are you just doing naturally that feed into whatever that purpose is and put those down on the page and then begin with the words, my life purpose is, and maybe your life's purpose is to make the best grilled cheese sandwich. And that doesn't mean you're going to own a restaurant that only sells grilled cheese sandwiches, but it means for you, that is something that brings you joy. It's something you're so good at. And when anyone shows up in your house, you're gonna make them the best damn grilled cheese sandwich and make their day with that sandwich. It's uh, as simple as that. It's what brings you joy. So dig into your life purpose on my mom's birthday and celebrate you and know that even if she doesn't know you, she is cheering you on just as I am. And come on over to the Soul Circle community and share whatever that purpose is so that we can celebrate you and what brings you joy, because that ultimately brings joy to all of us. Sending you a giant hug here from New Jersey, and just filled with so much gratitude to have you listening. I will be back again next Sunday with another episode. And until then, we will talk soon. Have a wonderful week.